0: Hey what's up everybody You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke Where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers And from the first note to the end of the song Listen up as you get to hear the stories of success On Cannabis Karaoke We're having a staring contest real quick We're here, he's here but we're not blinking, and he can't talk until he blinks. My eyes are watering. My eyes are hurting right now. Real bad. Real bad. Like You should just blink. Like I feel like my eyes are starting to come out of my head. And it's that feeling like it's... I got to blink. Can't get a blink, a blink <laughs> no, <too. laughs> I won. I'm I pretty sure I can. <laughs> now I can't see. <laughs> no. I'm blinded, but it's a podcast. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's audio. <laughs> it's not audio visual. No hey, part
1: of it is visual.
0: Welcome to the studio. James yeah. Durbin in this studio. Yeah. Yo! Yo! Man. Woo! Yeah, baby! You every once in a while, I want you just to throw out a... Because you have probably one of the best... Wows! That exists. and that I don't know even, what that is. That was horrible. But, I don't even... Yeah. That doesn't even register. I try, but it's not really my specialty. Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm pretty stoked because... Ironically, you 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 have uh, exited the South ish. You yeah. exited the old Grand Ole Opry area, which I thought was a good move for you. But and you're back. So part of this, you know, obviously we talk in and around things, and so you know what we're doing here. But the real premise for this podcast, and I hope you can talk about it because we didn't really do any pre partying. But no, well we can pre party now. We can partake. <laughs> but really, the whole uh Premise for the show is what? What about cannabis in your life? Is uh, is that going to ha- cause a problem with your contracts? Right no, now? I've
1: got no contract. Okay,
0: <laughs> um you know how it helps you, and like, kind of, why cannabis? You're not necessarily in the cannabis space, but you're a longtime user. Yeah, uh, at least I think you. Were. Yeah,
1: yeah, I am. So I what? Am. What about cannabis? What, I know,
0: right? <laughs> you're now out of the cannabis closet. One down.
1: I, th- I think though that the people that care enough to know have already known. So, and for me, it's like I get I benefit from it. So it's not so much as like, yeah, man, I'm just getting getting fucking stoned, bro. Just getting stoned, man. But like to me, it's like I do it at night. I do it for my, you know, I've I've got Tourette's. I've got you know, uh, uh, Osperger's high functioning autism, and and it definitely helps me to disconnect from what's going on in my head and basically just like be at ease and be okay and it's always been around in my family and 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 growing up and so it was never like it was never this bad thing that i should always stay away from but i also didn't even try it until i was 17 or 18
0: well so let's let's talk about that a little bit because you have like some you know you definitely have believe it or not you're quite the performer yeah right that's what we know yeah but you also get a little bit of anxiety around that
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, there's there's always anxiety of like, you know, did I do good? Is this gonna like what's what's this effect gonna have on me? How are people gonna portray this? How are people gonna how are people gonna take this? Because also, like, as you know, but maybe our listeners don't know, I sing for the '80s heavy metal band Quiet Riot. So, stepping into the lead singer frontman position of a notable band that is known for its lead singer frontman Kevin DeBro, who sadly passed in 2007. I mean. It's difficult. They've had other singers since, but now it's you know it's up to me. And so, I never I never smoke before before a show or during a show. It's it's only after or before bed or something. And and on the rare occasion, it's a really great day. You know, <laughs> real real warm out, toasty. You know, flip flops on, driving the coastal route home. Bob Marley and the Whalers on Babylon wow, by bus. Whole...
0: Babylon by bus. You go the whole month the full Monty, if you will. Yes. When you go into the cannabis. Yes. When you go into using, what is your choice? Like, I know, I know, but I want you to. Tell I, I prefer indica. But uh, what about like? Do you do bong hits? Do you um, t- smoke a joint? Do you do vape? Like, what do you do? I prefer
1: joints. Mm. I just enjoy the, just the process of crumbling it up and picking it apart and. Uh, you know, just I use a roller, so it's cheating. I've never been able to master the art of Dude, rolling.
0: I, <clears throat> I roll what they call sausages. Yeah. So they end up like, and, and nowadays you can go to the store and get a nice pre-roll. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, <laughs> the Hindenburg. Yeah. It's Smitty. I
1: like to I like to roll them big. So in my roller, it's an old cigarette roller uh, that my wife gave me. Actually, it's I don't know if she gave it to me or, or you took or, it, or I just took it. Yeah, you just took over. Because once once you get married, you put your your weed things with your spouse's weed sure. things
0: and and is weed a dirty word no we'll talk i mean so you know there's a lot of people that have marijuana i think is the taboo mm. word for cannabis but no one of the things i always ask is when you were growing up because we've all the people that are going to come on the show are not first time weed cannabis right whatever pot users you right, know right. They're, they're definitely experienced and so i always ask them like <laughs> what was your go-to word like hey let's get out like mine was always like let's get out yeah the, the and it always is the joint maneuver even if yeah. i'm not a joint guy <laughs> i'm more of a bong hit vape maybe dab sometimes edible but like yeah. the joints because i have to work throughout the day are right. never something that i can break and do so right. i still need to function but you know it's like what what is your go-to word some people say hey let's go smoke some weed what was yours
1: i feel like it was always weed um yeah i, th- I feel like it was always weed See, I, had a gu- I had a guy living at my, at my mom's house and uh I'll tell you who it is later. You probably <laughs> already know, but, um, <laughs> uh, but he he lived there, and we, he wasn't we weren't charging him rent or anything. He just had to give me like pay me like five bucks a day, basically, to in live there. And weed. Sometimes he'd give it to me in cash. Sometimes he'd give it to me in weed. It's a pretty uh, good deal, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was it was there was always an abundance of it. So sure. my friends group, you know. We'd get it from him, we'd get it from somebody's sister, we'd get it from somebody's mom, from all these different people that grew it, or somebody bring it up from the mountains or the
0: And we've been spoil like I didn't necessarily grow up here in my younger years, but mm-hmm. my formidable years, there's not been a shortage of really good Yeah weed. Oh in even Santa the shitty even the shitty weed's been good. Yeah. So, so we're we, blessed comparatively.
1: Exactly. We'd all we'd all gather from our individual sources and we'd come together at my mother's house. She was not there at the time, and uh, <laughs> and shout we, out to mom though. Shout by out her. to mom, Jophie. She's, she's o so, oh. Yeah, she's great. Um, she's the best mom I've ever had. And uh, so we'd all gather up our supply, and we'd put it. We we went we went uh, we wouldn't go halvesies. We went I think three or four ways deep on a glass, basically a glass hookah. Oh yeah. But we used it for weed. Sure. So we'd all we'd mix four different kinds. Wow, and we put it in this glass. Hookah. They call that uh, blending now. Okay, we blend. Yeah, and uh, to get
0: an entourage effect. Oh, uh, we.
1: <laughs> 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 there was there was an on, entourage with my. So entourage. how many
0: hookah pipes out of the thing were there? Um, four. So we called it destiny. If it nobody's, green. and I'm gonna, uh, I want to talk about that real, real quick until and interrupts you. Hookahs are interesting. If you've never smoked out of a hookah um you know i did a big hookah circle with uh the guy that does the hash balls the guys i can't mm. remember his name right now offhand which is killing me because i could see his face and he's like the ledge and that and you're literally six of you are, are around going <laughs> and then the first one does not pull down <laughs> but pull in like you get this imme- like it's like immense <laughs> <gasps> like you get a forced <laughs> hit all of a sudden because somebody else said i'm, I'm done for this second. oh really right oh you never God. had that happen when you guys did the hookah pipe, that wasn't I,
1: see. That's not something that sticks out in my memory, but I'm sure it did happen because I just remember like we'd we'd have the hookah going, and then we'd have a pipe going, and then there'd be a joint going, and there was only like three or four of us. Wow, so. you're tripling down? Yeah, it was, it was, it was some. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice. Couple how of years is
0: the how is a weed, or how's you know what's changed? cuz let's I'm a little older than you just a slight just, bit well, well you know Maybe 20 years a couple years yeah um a couple years So the, the weed, <laughs> when we were when we would smoke weed or get high or whatever you want to say mm. you know it was borderline oregano like there was right. no the bud like if you got a bud you hope there was a seed in it <laughs> yeah. so that you could grow that same bud cuz usually it came looked a little bit like tobacco almost Okay, like it was pretty some shake, yeah. shaky ish right? Now, and, and then stems, it kind of went yeah. to, you know, good bud. And then now, like, we're at this point, at least in California, where it's, as they would say, fire. Where it's, like, some of the best smelling weed. and most, It just looks good. It's most It's, 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 it's attractive. Appearance. Yeah. It's potent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we become a little snobby. I think. I, I think so.
1: I mean, as far as I can remember, for myself personally, it's always been buds. So, like, I would... You know, the shake would be like a rainy day for. And it
0: day. was mainly outdoor too, because like a yeah. l- not as many people were doing indoor on scale. Yeah. So occasionally you got some indoor, but for the most part it was all outdoor.
1: I I had some family members that were doing some indoor, so it was kind of, it's like I said, it was always, it was always there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but now it that's almost what it, it is permanently. Yeah, doing. everywhere. Right. Let me ask you a question though. When you so. Why don't you do me a favor before I ask you that question? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to get into where you've moved. Tell once you got just kind of give a small history of James Durbin. What kind of put you where you're at right now? I saw the cutest picture of you the other day. I can't remember who put it up. At a you were doing a talent show somewhere. <laughs> oh, maybe I put it that was up. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Stone. That's funny. But dude, that was. I mean, you've been kind of performing. Not ever since I. I mean, obviously since we met, you had just gotten <laughs> off American Idol. And it was like, but you've always kind of had that performance vein in your blood.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it started, my dad was a bass player. And so, though I didn't know him, I grew up with this idea of, like, I don't know him, but that guy's, like, in a sense, my hero. That guy's covered in tattoos. He's got long hair. He's a biker. He plays rock and roll. You know, and and so I always kind of grew up uh, emulating that. And in a really strange way, that's how I've turned out, <laughs> with the exception of long hair. It's tattoos. Yeah, you've and had some long hair. I've I've had some long hair. I I, I like getting fades now. So
0: but now you're looking really hipster with that beanie on. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. This, so, this is the this so, the this is
1: the last purchase I made in in uh,
0: in Nashville before we <laughs> drove out here for the summer. So finish, keep going. So t- talk to us a little bit about James's progression through. Your dad obviously motivated you. Um, yeah, and then yeah. where did that take you?
1: So that took me to, I, I always sang. Uh, my mom would make me sing and my sisters were involved in theater and, uh, my oldest sister Deanna was in, um, theater at, uh, Soquel high here in Santa Cruz. And, uh, they needed a, like a kid to play a small Cantonese boy named Jerome, uh, in the play South Pacific, and I am the picture of small Cantonese boy. <laughs> I was going to say dead ringer. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I dyed my hair black and uh, like coated myself in like a uh, in in like complexion like cover up
0: wow. It was just like tan. Nowadays that might not be so well accepted.
1: Yeah, but I pulled it off. I had to, I had to, we won't I, we'll
0: erase that part. I had
1: to August. don the accent. I had to sing in French.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you felt like that challenged you more? Like because you, you're you're definitely a guy that. Uh, appreciates a challenge, I believe.
1: It, it did. I mean, I was, I was, I was real young. I was like nine or 10. So it was, it didn't, it didn't dawn on me then. It was like, Oh, I get to dye my hair. Cool. I've been wanting to dye my hair. And like, <laughs> Oh, I get to get real tan. That's cool. You know, wear a sarong. It was cool. It was fun. And, um, and that just, I got bit by the bug. I got bit by the bug before then. Uh, my sister, same sister, Deanna, I have two sisters. And, uh, Deanna was in another place. She was in um, uh, Damn Yankees oh, yeah. at SoCal. And I'd go every single night, and that, I, that my mom would take me. And she'd just drop me off, get my box of junior mints, and I'd wear my little baseball outfit. And I became like a mascot for the show. And all the kids I mean, this is a high school, it's a high school production. So this is, <coughs> you know, mostly there weren't many freshmen in there, it was sophomore, juniors, and seniors. And I became like the mascot. You know, and I'd go to every show. I learned all the songs. I was, I became obsessed with it. And the very final night of that production, they thought it was a great idea because they'd every final night of a play at So Hell High, you'd get to do all these weird things. You know, you'd get to uh, go off script.
0: Oh, nice and um it's pretty and, normal right
1: and so they brought me out on stage and let me sing while we think about the game the game and uh and they instead of like having me be in the chorus they pushed me out because they knew that I knew the song and Sir. I I just took the stage right mm-hmm. there I was like challenge accepted all right <laughs> and but just to feel like to feel the energy coming off of an audience even at that young of an age because then I was like eight eight or nine and to be able to feel that and understand that at such a young age is like, Oh, I've got him, (laughs) You know, to to hold an audience in the palm of your hand. And like, not that I, not that I did at that age, but
0: that feeling,
1: yeah. That feeling of like the things that I'm doing up here, elevated above the audience are toying with their emotions. It's, 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 it's like, uh, it's like the puppet master in a way. And I just loved it from that moment on. So then I did South Pacific and then I did different, uh, local play productions for churches and church choirs and, and, uh, was always in choir, did choir throughout middle school, then high school. And then, uh, I ended up going to Soquel. So then I was in the, the plays myself. And then after that, I just, uh, Kept doing stuff. I, m- I met a guy, um, a drummer in a production, a local production of Greece. I believe it was, uh, for kids on Broadway at the Loud Nelson Center downtown. And um, and he was like, dude, you've got a great voice. I've got a band and we need a singer. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I've never been in a band before. He's like, it's a metal band We're called Leviathan. I was like, what's a Leviathan? He's like, it's like a sea serpent. I was like, oh, that's cool. So... <laughs> I went, you know, and and I didn't know until recently because you told me after going to my mom's house that I grew up in the ghetto. So now I wear oh. that. Now I wear that as a badge of honor, and I look back it's at not I look back really
0: the ghetto, but it's, it's just pretty fucking it, ghetto. It, it, it's just the it, okay. So without trying to get too <laughs> like I don't want any anybody stalking you, but there's a spot in Santa Cruz in the middle of the county, more or less, yeah. at least in the middle of the Santa Cruz area of the county called Live Oak there's a running joke that it's live oakland oh i've never heard that you never heard no oh, let's we're rolling through live oakland right now no so <laughs> yeah and i don't know what makes it that way because it's still a beautiful part of the area it's just yeah. kind of this unincorporated area the... i
1: think it's like that's where like the east side deal goes on
0: okay and Maybe I feel like a lot of people are. Your mom lives in a very it. nice house, by the way. It just happens to be in Live Oak, and Live Oak just has that moniker of. It's pretty ghetto. It's ghetto, <laughs> I but I love Live Oak. I love me some Live Oak. Yeah, I've yeah, lived yeah. In Live Oak. I I spot. grew up there my whole
1: <laughs> life, and and yeah. I was shaped by the ghetto. In the ghetto, and his mama cries because if there's one thing that she don't need, it's another hungry mouth to feed. In the ghetto.
0: Oh my gosh. Elvis fans, Elvis fans, Elvis uh, fans, or is that that's an Elvis? That's an
1: Elvis song, yeah. yeah. We so sang that it,
0: he didn't write it. So, um, I want to stay on this track because yes. I want to know the moment. I don't know, maybe you've given this interview, but I feel like I've I know the I know kind of your progression, but I want you to share with what. There's a moment in time where you go from being that kid that's controlling the audience at nine years old to I'm gonna take the stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself because really. <clears throat> Gone are the days that someone taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, Norma Jean, I yeah. you think you'd be an amazing model? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to change your name Here's to a Marilyn, contract. Marilyn Monroe, right? Here's so a contract. Now you got to, like, there is more opportunities for people to get there, you know, the Justin Biebers of the world that are on YouTube. Yeah. But even still,
1: I mean, that's, that's another.
0: Because you played in a lot of bands. You, you...
1: I played in a lot of local bands. I've, There's I've... a lot of disappointment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You a know. lot of people saying, you know, y'all are going to be opening for ZZ Top or this or that, and and f- at, at first you're like, wow, this is so cool, That's amazing. Yes, please take us there and show me the way, and you do, and it's and it's nothing. So
0: how do you go from a Santa Cruz band area band? There's so many. I mean, music <laughs> is synonymous with Santa Cruz, as is action, sports, surfing, skating. You know, yeah. The, the lifestyle, right? We're very lifestyle-oriented in town. But so many people is end up being 50-year-old, you know, let's go play. I don't want to throw out any places because <laughs> they're all really rad places. But, you know, the circuit oh, in yeah, town. Yeah. Zeldas. Oh, see why you do that. I think I would go see, go see my friends play there. I don't think but it's listen, a bad I've, thing. I've played there. Right. I've played there since Idol. Since but how do you that? go like, from Zeldas? I enjoy it. Right. I do. I think there's a vaudeville-esque uh, feeling when you can go s- be on the same level as a performer it's intimate but yeah what what was that just tell the story a little bit about when you decided to try out for idol it was pretty new still yeah 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 i mean new to me i mean well, it was new it was like what season was that that was season 10 still new kind of well
1: <laughs> it's more on the more on the back half they're still going yeah technically they stopped and now they're going again right they began again. is it the same Begin again. Um, more or
0: less. in, in
1: yeah. From, uh, okay, so my bad. 73. It was
0: ten. In yeah, felt sooner than that. But do, you want, do you want me to tell the story?
1: I'll tell you the story. Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, cool. So I was. <laughs> I've been in a bunch of bands locally, and I was playing. Um, I mean, really, I, I've got to give the glory to glory to God. Uh, also, glory to my wife because my wife Heidi. Since I met her, she turned me around from thinking that like I just was you know um satisfied with playing in random little bands around town and then she kind of she really boosted me and gave me that push to be like dude you've got something else and as soon as you start believing in that and are aware of that and not in a cocky sense not not you know but in a humble sense of like you've got something that can push you to a farther place and I'm on the ride with you. So whatever choice you want to make to do this, like, let's go for it. And just about the time that I met her in 2008, I auditioned for American Idol. I auditioned for season eight of American Idol. And um, I had a quote-unquote coach, local guy, and uh, and that was nonsense. And so he, he kind of made me believe certain things about the audition process. And so I went and I did it and I didn't make it past the first round. So I was a little I had a little bit of a um a little bit of an attitude toward auditioning again. And so then fast forward two years later when I had met now my wife Heidi, um auditions were coming back up and I had been playing in local bands and playing in local local shows and performances and stuff here in Santa Cruz and Auditions were coming back. They were going to be in San Francisco. I was delivering pizzas for Domino's at the time. Um, I think
0: honestly, that's one of the things I love about you the most.
1: Across from the mall, Brown Ranch Marketplace, next to Trader Joe's.
0: Not the pizza part of it, but just the fact that you really don't give a fuck. You will do whatever it takes, and still yeah. be like, "I'm James Durbin." Like I'm still here. Like I'm no still shame, me, man. You've you've gone through the like serious ups and downs uh, since we've yeah. known each other. Just because you've tried to be a musician. I mean musician yeah, it's, is like it's not an easy thing.
1: It, it definitely isn't. It's not easy on you, it's not easy on your family. It's 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 um and I mean you know you travel a lot for work and yeah. and it's you basically live the lifestyle of a musician without the music part. Does that mean I'm not that talented? <laughs> that no. Sure? No, no, you're very <laughs> you li- talented. Thank
0: God for FaceTime though, you can FaceTime back to your family and Yeah. But so you went up, you did the you did the audition. Obviously, well,
1: <laughs> Back to Domino's, I was working there as a delivery driver. We're not; they're not sponsoring, so you don't have to mention them.
0: Oh, I I'm thought looking. you had the app. No, I do. It keeps teasing me. But all right, <laughs> we'll
1: see. <laughs> There's always teasing. And so, but I, I, I saw that I had a lot of auditions were coming, and I put it on the uh, request calendar to request the days off to audition. And the owners of the then owners of that location um, laughed at me. And they said, No, we're absolutely not gonna give you three days off to go, Audition for American Idol. You think this is some kind of joke? You're just gonna go there, I and I was like, No, like I, I sing. That's my passion. And they said, Well, today you're delivering pizzas and on that day you're delivering pizzas and so I just kind of waited and I was gonna wait until the day and I was either gonna call in sick and tell him I shit the bed or you know, just something like right. I can't come in. I shit the bed. <laughs> Ooh. I can't stop crying. What's that? Dave Chappelle. And uh And so I just kind of went about it and but I still practiced. Heidi was still encouraging me and having me try different songs to audition with and I was still prepared for it. So, it came to be the day before auditions and I went into work like any other day. The both owners were there and all the employees so people that weren't supposed to be there got called in to be there that day and they brought us all in the back kitchen and said hey we're bankrupt we are fleeing the state
0: they told you y'all are laid off wait wait they told that's really rare they said Some we're we're, we're fleeing the you're state texting, you're like these people are leaving <laughs> like, they, they told I us the state I don't know if they I weren't firing
1: you. on on all cylinders wow Jim and Mary, something. So, needless or other. to
0: say, you got the day off.
1: Needless to say, I got the day off. I went. How home. Does I was,
0: that worked out pretty well?
1: I, yeah, I mean, I was I was freaking out because like, oh, I don't have a job now. Right. Um, but Idle auditions are tomorrow, so we'll worry about that after Idle auditions. And I went, and long story short, waited in line for like thirty six hours total, and um. And and continued on. And kept waiting, kept going, kept attending the auditions. Because the audition process is longer than just what you see on TV. You don't just go and wait in line and then you see the judges. For this, this was like a four-month stretch of of callbacks and going back to San Francisco for different auditions. And then they
0: came and did a home story. They really do make it look like it's just this um, opportunity. Oh, my gosh, we discovered somebody. And in reality, really, they're grooming pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, look, they're looking to make, you know, the next artist. They want exactly. they're trying to find the next artist. It's not just how well you can sing.
1: Well, I mean, even even now, um, I don't know what the numbers are of people that are auditioning these days because technically they'd be on their like 17th season. Um, but they stopped on Fox at 15 seasons, stopped for a year off the air and then got repicked up by ABC and they've been on for two, but Back then, there were seventeen and a half thousand people at at uh, and T Park, and I was one of them.
0: That's a lot of people. Yeah. When, at what point <laughs> through the process did you know, or was it a whole like the whole time where you just wondering, am I going to really get get away from, you know, this whole situation? <laughs> I mean, like, it, I'm going to be able to pull it. Like I'm actually, I'm going through. <laughs>
1: There's, there's always that question in your head that like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, everybody around here is so much more talented. But then you get to a certain point where you just got to be like, all right, this is what I'm good at. Nobody else here is doing that. I'm going to focus on this. Y'all can focus on whatever you're doing. And it becomes less of a competition and you more are rooting for each other. You know, you're more. Well, yeah, you're, you, you,
0: know, you see that on the show where people yeah. there's camaraderie.
1: Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. I mean. People were crying when people were getting eliminated. It's sure. like you don't want to see your friends go home. Right. You know?
0: Well, plus it's kind of like summer camp, right? <laughs> it's totally you've been living, summer camp. You've been living with it's people. It's totally summer camp. You've been living with people for. You got the
1: bitch, the diva, the months. male bitch. You've been the living male with them diva. for months. Yeah. You're
0: eating breakfast with them. You're yeah. showering after they've showered. It's just that you're rooming up, right? Well, we
1: were living in a house, right. all of us together. Right. We were living in uh, um, Ocho Cinco's old house. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was haunted. That's what you said. We yeah. might
0: save that for another show, though.
1: Yeah, it was haunted because
0: that's a whole story in itself. I want to know more about that. So now, <laughs> I mean, I do know more about it, but it would be cool to do it on a. I want you to come back with your guitar and, okay, and yeah. bless everybody. But yeah,
1: I'll write you a, a theme song, a uh, proper theme you're song.
0: You're such like you have. So let's talk a little bit about your music, right? Okay. Your personal music um, mm-hmm. of what you're doing, and then we'll. Transition into um, kind of what your, you know, what your not necessarily paying gig is, but what your professional, because you are a professional regardless. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then that, everything that you've been doing led you to Nashville. And we went to Nashville. How was that? How was it? How is it?
1: How was it out there? Nashville's cool. It's a cool city. Very cool city. How do you feel like it
0: helped you? with your career?
1: I mean, I was able to, I've been able to (laughs) talk to different companies and secure endorsements. I've got a guitar endorsement with recording King guitars and the Lore guitars through the music link. And I've got a a microphone endorsement through Lewitt audio and really going out there and taking a chance on myself. See, when we first went out there and, and we've been out there for the last 15 months or so, and when I first went out there, I wanted to make a record and I met up with a guy through a acquaintance um, through, uh, a friend here in Santa Cruz that was an acquaintance with this guy on Facebook. And, and I went out to his studio and talked to him about doing my record. And through talking to him, I realized I just want to do it myself. And so I, I talked to uh, a company I've been working with called Artist Relations, and they get gear to artists. And And I talked to them and got microphones and monitors and um, interfa- audio interfaces and all sorts of stuff and, and really was able to set up my own small home studio. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm talking real small. I put it in a closet. Not but it was not. great because it was perfect isolation. Yeah. I had my Recording King guitar. You know, I, just, I, I, I worked with what I had and I made an entire album. I wrote all the songs, 100 percent, all my writing. And that was a big goal for me to be able to do that. And I stepped out of my comfort zone and did kind of a different style. I'm, I've done a lot of rock albums and one really pop album. And this one was more like an alternative with with hints of country, but not like pop country, radio country, but more like what you'd hear on KPIG. You know, here in right. Santa Cruz, and and, um, it's more like adult, adult contemporary Americana of sorts. And so I did that, and I did it all myself. Heidi, my wife, did the photography, and I edited it, mixed it, mastered it. Got a couple friends to uh, fly in some tracks so from on Santa the, Cruz. On the
0: back of it, does it say written by, produced by? Yeah, all the all the way down. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's got it's got all of them. And, and then just... my wife is credited with bullshit detector. Oh, <laughs> really on there? Yeah, and, and photography, bullshit detector, <laughs> <laughs> love of my life.
0: <laughs> Did is that that you dropped that?
1: Yeah, that came out last October. So I actually just last night, this is today is Wednesday, June 5th. Yes. And um and I just put out a, a lyric video for one of the songs that I recorded uh, dash cam style. Um, from the uh, hood of the car, uh, driving from Nashville to Santa Cruz. And I did kind of, I, um, I sped it up, did it kind of like, it's a, like a time lapse of sorts and made a lyric video. Just, and and just did on, it on my phone. Page, that's right? on, that's on, uh, YouTube, youtube.com okay. slash James Durbin official. It's also on my, um, my Instagram at James Durbin official. Nice. Yeah. You can watch it, the whole thing on my IGTV.
0: How is that? Do you like IGTV?
1: Uh, I, this is my second thing I've put up on IGTV. It's fun because I enjoy make. I have like a shitty phone. I have like a iPhone five or a six or something. It's old and the camera's not the greatest and whatever, but I like to find free apps and take little videos and like edit them. Mess with them. Yeah. And I made a video, I got like 2000 views on it. Just some little thing I did on my phone for
0: a, a my, one of my songwriting That's that creative flow. Yeah. That you have that just kind of comes out. <laughs> So let me, let's tie it back to, (laughs) no, because you're always, I mean,
1: but it's, but it stems from boredom for me personally. It's like, all right, well, I'm in my hotel room and I'm bored and I'm going to be staring at my phone anyway, most likely, you know, probably not watching cops or like CSI. Yeah, but most
0: people don't. I I still think it's, I still think that's a creative piece. It might, it might be spurned by being bored, but I think even if you weren't bored, you're still doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. So but tell I've, me I've, a little I've bit gotta, about. I've got to be in a position where I'm like, yeah, all right, let's let's just let's get our hands. Let's straight. get weird. Yeah, let's get weird. <laughs> let's let's move some. Uh, I'm gonna move these table lamps and I'm gonna put them on this table uh, in the corner. I'm gonna put out the blackout curtains and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna set some lights here and then I'm gonna lower the contrast. All you see. And then is Then the maid glow comes the in lights. and she's like,
0: "What are you doing? Yeah,
1: housekeeping. Only <laughs> fresh towels.
0: Hello." So tell me about it when you're out in Nashville, right? Yeah. And you wanna get your weed. How was that?
1: Oh, I I couldn't get any.
0: Well, I I asked a you friend. you did smoked that that <laughs> fake weed, did you?
1: No, I asked a friend. I'm not going to say his name, but I I'll tell you. Um, you tried to have him ship some out to you? No, I asked like, you know, what do you do to get weed because I know he smokes. Oh god, and,
0: that's and, a bad question to ask sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of said like, yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is like where do you get good weed? And he's like, well, I haven't had any trouble. He didn't tell me where he gets it. He just said, I haven't had any trouble. So I had some that I... We did one of those pods, those pod right, right, right. moving so things. So I put it... super yeah, deep in there. Yeah, yeah. I put it in like a, a, a monkey mask and then put that in like a yeah. drawer and whatever. So I had like a good stash. But... But the stash fast. runs dry. Yeah. Um, we played a couple shows. We played a show... A Quiet Riot show. I'm the singer of Quiet Riot, and um, we'll get there. But to forward track and then backtrack, we played a show recently in San Francisco on a riverboat. I remember it you, was like you, it was we like we were a, texting each. Other. Yeah, it was like a corporate show. And who opened for you? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> and so that day, I went to a, I went to a, a club up there and and uh, and got some pre rolls, and I had put them in my pocket and I forgot about them. But like you know, they're in like a ziploc bag. They're in like a hermetically sealed ziploc, and then in there they're in like another. Cardboard case. Your pants are and then, so damn tight. How did they? How did you not know? It you was in my jacket. And all oh, my okay, pants. okay,
0: okay.
1: And then they were in like these corked um, containers, vials yeah. or whatever, right. and then the little pre rolls. And so I forgot that they were in my jacket. I just put it through security and <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> went about my day. And then I'm on the plane looking for my chapstick and and um, out pulls and, the and, and, I, and I felt it there and I was like, oh, oh shit, oh shit oh shit yeah <laughs> you know it was like <laughs> three levels of like right right
0: huh, huh what's that huh oh is that weed huh. oh shit get... it's weed oh shit it's, it's weed, weed. Yay! Right?
1: and so i went home and the first thing i told i told my wife i'm like guess what i pull them out and they were really really strong indica pre-rolls oh man they were they were minis but still like i, I yeah I usually, I usually get about three quarters of the way through and and uh and then revisit the roach later
0: and um, but yeah, we. She was like, yep,
1: yeah, <laughs> tonight," and so we did. And, and so, then,
0: and then the next conversation was, "I think we need to move back to California <laughs> because I need weed." <laughs> so tell me, okay, so before we dish on Quite Right a little bit, yeah, tell me who smokes weed on American Idol. Who doesn't? Okay, I can, good it'd be answer. easier to tell you who, who doesn't? smokes. Who on the road when you're smoking weeds, or who surprises you that that they smoke weed? Like, you're, oh shit, I didn't know that person would smoke. Well, weed. I, I mean, I, pretty much assume.
1: I, I can only tell you who who wouldn't be like mad if they heard this, and that's Casey Abrams. But he's like, he's not quiet about it. He's lets everybody know. But right. we would hotbox the uh, the back of the bus on the Idol Tour. That was always fun. That was always a lot of fun and um, there was a couple guys on the crew in the crew bus that this one dude he was like a guitar tech or something and in every city he would get like a garbage bag full <laughs> and he just distributed it out and then when he knew that Casey was down and he knew I was down he'd like feed us a little bit you know little baby bird little baby bird that's so go, little amazing. baby bird that was awesome and so that, so Idol didn't trip out at all no. Well, Did yes and yes oh, yeah. and no. I, mean, but I don't want you blaze out of yes, your that. Yes and no, but we're adults, you know. Right, right. And it was only after the show en route to the other city, and and then it was just kind of like, all right, if you're holding, you know,
0: one. Well, there's much worse that could be done. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Speaking of which, have you seen that movie Dirt?
1: The, the Dirt. Crew the movie? Molly Cr- I haven't. No. Oh my gosh. I don't. know. So that
0: it. yeah, it might. It scarred me. Like I, I've, I've
1: seen some parts of it, and it's, I, it just looks depressing. I was
0: like, someone. It was going around. People were like, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. And uh, just a little fact to age everybody. I got to see Molly Crew and Y&T together when Y&T was yesterday and today. Just to give it some. Really? Yeah. I and didn't even know that's
1: what Y&T stood
0: for. Down in uh, good old Salinas area and or King City, somewhere around there. They, King I remember City? seeing Molly Crew, or maybe I'm just dreaming. I did, but anyways, wow. what, was, saw that it was on Netflix. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just put that in. I'll probably go to sleep. <laughs> 2 a.m. I'm like <laughs> sitting straight up, like. <laughs> What did, what did what did I, I just, just watch? watch and why and like it, not one of those movies where you're like I think I'll watch it again. It's like I think once is enough. I for think me. I
1: saw the scene. I saw like the car crash scene. And oh, I, I didn't even know
0: that. I mean, not to spoil anybody, but it's not even. You know?
1: But like parts of it are like it's not it's not true to
0: fact of like what actually happened. You know. Well, of course, it's glamorized a little bit. Exactly. I but mean, like. He still killed somebody.
1: Yeah, but right. they weren't like laughing and no. going forty miles an hour. Like no. Vince was driving like eighty miles an oh, hour, Oh,
0: probably faster.
1: And we play a lot of shows with Vince. He's 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 a crazy one, man.
0: He looks like a Morlock what from the time machine. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I can imagine. That, that
1: movie from the book, from imagine. the movie. Yeah, he looks like a Morlock.
0: So what? So but he's great. Me. He Still performs, and I can't you know, imagine it, dude. He's like, huge. It's, is he? He's oh yeah. Huge. Well, I mean, anybody that stops doing. I mean, I think one thing, I, I'll say one more no, thing. they he never stopped. <laughs> I want to say one more thing on dirt. You know, it's like they didn't need to do that much cocaine. Like there was yeah. just, like, there's a point where there's too much that you're doing. And so I've, other people that have toned back, he may still be, I don't know. I
1: don't they know. They tend
0: to burp, the body gets like, whoa, I'm not being bombarded by Eighteen different chemicals in there, right. like I, I can relax. So yeah,
1: I, th- I think he replaced one of them with Pop-Tarts. So. Oh, <laughs> damn! So <laughs> not not even like toasted Pop-Tarts, just like just raw, cold out of the pack. That's some desperation. Chase it with a little uh, Chardonnay. Oh my god! Kettle one.
0: Okay, so quite Riot. Tell me when you Charleston th- chew. Tell me when you. That's a good one. You heat it up just a little bit, or you freeze it. Dude, I got fucked by Charleston chew. What happened? Did you lose a tooth? Did you break a tooth?
1: Um, it probably helped. Uh, it probably didn't help. But on the Idol tour, there's craft services. There's like a sure. craft table, uh-huh. and they would put out Charleston. They suits. they asked what we wanted, and you said Charleston. And, and but like I. I have like an eating problem. I don't have an eating disorder, but like no, we I talked have, about this once. I have like bodies. an emotions problem. Like yeah. it's like it's like Fat Bastard in Austin Powers too. He's like, uh, I'm depressed because I ate, and I eat because I'm depressed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, I kind of do the same when I'm when I'm kind of like bummed out. You know, like if I'm bummed out and I'm at a hotel, especially, it's like. If I've got change, I'll go and get like those those like vanilla wafer thing, not vanilla wafers, but like the strawberry, like the the Keebler cookie wafer things. I'll get those and I'll just like
0: (laughs) one after another, one after.
1: I won't even take bites. Just just, like a conveyor uh, belt, yeah. So tell uh, us about the Charleston Chew. What happened? I used to put those on the on the craft service on like the rider for crafty. In every city, there'd be another box of Charleston Chew minis. And if I would get depressed, I just.
0: <laughs> but so my what's ver- on your writer for now for Quiet Riot? I don't, I don't put anything. You there's, don't have anything. You don't have like
1: there's there is stuff, but the Quiet Riot writer, Like ants appar- on a log or anything. No, or? apparently that shit's been on there for like twenty years. It's been the same. It's like it's like uh, beef jerky, some uh, some trail mix, and some two
0: types of water.
1: Yeah, two types. No, Lacroix. Lacroix, 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 Lacroix. some Lacroix, Lacroix.
0: some grapefruit, Lacroix, <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
1: yeah, just whatever else is on there, and like a bottle of wine, and um, but yeah, that's the
0: standing, it, that's the standing, quiet riot, writer, yeah, okay. we're, we're we're gonna try to change it.
1: I don't know, we're gonna try to change it from the inside. I, I don't know, I don't know how to change it, <laughs> but I, I just so I tell just, me what I happened.
0: How did that happen? I mean, how did it? How did quiet riot? like I personally think like your style of singing fits that really well. I think you're a perf- you're that kind of a performer. Like mm-hmm. not to say that you're, you know, that genre of music is where right. you should live, but I felt like wow, that's a good mix for them. And now, you know, let's face it, you have said, you know, you are psyched on the project, right? But yeah. you want to keep performing, but tell us a little bit about how Quiet Riot came about and what was that like?
1: I had just accepted a a spot for a Vegas residency. It was this new show that someone was producing, and it was going to mix magic and singers from reality shows and some musicians. And the way what that, hotel was that going to be at? Oh God, what was it called? Um, the Regal? No, the the Plaza. The oh, I know plaza. the plaza, yeah. The
0: fucking plaza. Isn't that next to the Bellagio? Like, no, where is no, the plaza? No, the
1: plaza is, like, down on Fremont Street. Oh. It's, like, old Vegas. Oh. It's at the end of I'm Fremont. i think. Usually Vegas is just one big blur for me, Yeah, so. it's a, We'll keep it that way. Yeah. Plaza. But, so but you're the at, you are going to do a residency, and Speaking then... of the ghetto. So, yeah, we were at the plaza, and I had literally just accepted a position uh, in a spot in this show, and... and did the contract, figured out the pay scale, and, and whatever. And so literally had just done that. I get a call. I get an email to want to talk from Frankie Benali, drummer and uh, leader of Quiet Riot. And I'm like, oh, shit, what could this be? Yeah, this is probably spam. <laughs> and so I answer it back and, and send him my number. And, and he calls me and, and says, you know, I'm interested in seeing if you'd be interested in being the singer of Quiet Riot and i said well fuck yeah i just signed on for this vegas residency i mean if i can make them both work and and we quickly came to the understanding that i could not make them both work and so i in that moment i felt like i had made the wrong choice um but you know th- there wasn't another thing on the table when i had accepted the vegas thing so i just went on and said all right you know if it's if it's uh, if god's will be done then it'll be done whatever you know well something something else will happen um so i went on with the vegas thing went down to vegas did the show and uh we all kind of quickly realized that that thing was a bust and uh but while i was down there i reconnected with the guitarist for quiet riot mr alex grassy who's now one of my best friends and um you know, you might know of Quiet Riot from the past and be like, yeah, it's not Alex Grant; it's Carlos Cavazo." Well, true, Carlos Cavazo was the uh, original from the Metal Health lineup. And if you want to go back even further, internet, then you would say that it was uh, Randy Rhodes was the original guitarist of Quiet Riot, who started the band in 1978 with Kevin DeBrow. But for the time being, and for the past 15 years, the guitarist has been Alex Grassi. So. Anyway, Internet, um, <laughs> Alex and I reconnected and um, I knew him through my uh, uh, attorney at the time. And um, we exchanged numbers and he ended up coming to our debut show at the, the Vegas residency thing. And, and he, even, he was like, yeah, this is this thing's kind of lame. <laughs> and, and so he's like, you know, shortly after the, the show ended a couple weeks later and, and we kept in contact and he said, I've got these songs and. Um, so you actually, if, if you'd said like to no. write,
0: you actually said no. Well, I had no
1: choice. Well, you, had... we, we, came to the,
0: but to you, the but you couldn't mutual get out of the residency. You...
1: We came to the mutual agreement that it wouldn't work at that time. So, um, I, I told Frankie, you know, please keep me in mind for if this comes up in the future, and and we'll go from there. So I went and did the Vegas thing, and then met Alex, and we connected. And then the Vegas thing ended, and Alex and I stayed in contact. And we started writing together. We started writing together remotely, him and Vegas, me in Santa Cruz. And he'd write audio, like the, the music, the instrumentals of a song, and then I'd write lyrics and vocal melodies. So we quickly gathered together a bunch of songs that we'd written together and decided the next step was to make an album together. So I flew down to Vegas. We recorded at uh, Count's Customs, Count Danny Coker's studio. Uh, where he does the counting card show, and he's got a badass music studio there. And so we were while we were doing that, uh, Alex was kind of filling me in, like current QR singers, like it's not working out, and uh, you might want to learn the you might want to learn the set. And so I looked up the set and I started learning it, just because. And you know, you never know when a situation is going to happen, how quickly it's going to happen. I had a chance to be the singer of Hinder before I had a chance to be, um, uh, who else? Um, can't remember the other band, but anyway, um, just figure out oh, Stone Temple Pilots. And then like, you know, shit happens, life happens well, and decisions get made. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah. people die Yep, yeah. when, you know, you're not expecting it. And so I had learned the QR set list and, Frankie Benalli sends over a song to me. He's like, oh, I know you've been writing with Alex, and that's awesome. I know you're in the studio. Here's a song that we didn't end up using for the Quiet Riot album, because they were making a new QR record at the time with the current singer at that time. And, and there's a lot of information I know. I'm sorry. And it's hard to follow. But um, he sent this song over, and Alex and I were having dinner at the studio after recording. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if I wrote this song now? And then we record it real quick and send it back to Frankie. And we did. And we sent it back to him, and that kind of ended up being my audition, in a sense, for Quiet Riot. And uh, they officially stopped working with that singer, and they brought me in. Alex gave me a call. I was living in Santa Cruz at the time, and uh, he says, what are you doing? And I said, uh, I'm sitting on my porch, eating soup, drinking a beer, yelling at my neighbor's kids. What do you want? And he's like, you want to be the singer of Quiet Riot? It's was like, like, yeah, man, I'm ready. I know the set. Let's do it. We did one rehearsal. We actually did a photo shoot before we played a single note together, and uh, and then we did a rehearsal, and it was perfect, and my first show is uh, at the Cotillion in Wichita, Kansas in like March 28th or something of 2017. Fast forward to now, I'm still in the band, still touring. We're about to uh, kick off a long, busy summer, basically all of my weekends, so I'll
0: be seeing you. Mr. Danny Keith uh, during the week, <laughs> primarily. Well, it's summertime, so we've already talked about doing some beach days. Exactly. I'm excited that we you're gotta back. Burn some pizza boxes. And you know what? I hadn't heard that story, so it was fascinating. And I know that there's way more. I know that you gave us the condensed version. <laughs> that's yeah,
1: that's the, the clip notes. Um, but
0: I think what I, you know, the message out of that, what makes you so? The premise of cannabis karaoke is what makes you go. What like what makes you get up? In your case, you stand up and sing the song perfectly. But most people, you should have heard the recordings of me doing karaoke (laughs) in here yesterday. You know, what you hear yourself sing and what actually comes out is not usually the same. Right. Um, But what I'm getting out of what you did is, like, basically, you got knocked around, had talent, immense talent. Thank you. And um, was told nothing but the opposite. And on top of it, we didn't even really talk about, I don't want to call it a disability, but you... No,
1: I mean, it's it's, it's just something I live with and... and and everybody's got their own disabilities or their own,
0: but you overcame issues that and anything. Yeah, you overcame exactly. that. You overcame delivery? I mean, dude, the like, what a story! Like that is the, that is how things are supposed to happen. I was a Domino's driver. I still deliver pizza from the <laughs> box to my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> we just can't have any pizza boxes around us. No, because or we, our kids will, will catch, catch them fire. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I know that's a deep cut I,
0: that I'm uh, I'm so excited that you're back I'm excited that you gave me the chance to, to interview you on here I learned a couple things today for sure but I think again what I was about to mention was the story the moral of your story is not once while you might have got depressed and you were choo choo on the Charleston shoes <laughs> you still born the Chevy train you still <laughs> like I remember having a coffee with you. And we both raw. you got some chubby bodies right now, both of us, chubby Dude, bodies. from
1: my first audition to the very last show on the Idol tour, which ended in the Philippines, I, from my first audition, I weighed 189 pounds, which is the lowest I've ever weighed in my adult life. And by the end of the Idol tour in Manila in the Philippines uh, at the Araneta Coliseum with a terrible sunburn because I got drunk at the pool. I weighed two hundred
0: and forty five. Oh, happens, pounds. it happens, you know. But you persevered, like, yeah. and you and you you manifested, like, right. right? That the last that's, comment. That's
1: the most important thing to do, and and my wife taught me that, and she taught me like you know stuff about the talk power, about it like power it's happened. now. Exactly. Words matter. Words live, matter. Live now as though you have already obtained it.
0: Well, a lot of people will say you only live once. I say, no, you live every day, and I mentioned yeah. this on another podcast. You only die once, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to really, you know, get up every day. And what seems to get you, you had a talent that you wanted to share with the world. You s- or learned early on that the power of, not necessarily controlling people, but in, like like entrancing people mm-hmm. to pay attention to you and only you. Um, on top of it being extremely talented, you've there you've ended up in an amazing place. I'm I'm a little bit biased because I know your story and I know Mm -hmm. I we've had conversations where you've been like I need to work. I don't care where I work right now. (laughs) Right, right. I
1: mean but also like my my place You never had
0: any pride about it though. You just were like, I'm gonna be a musician and whatever I gotta do to substantiate that and make sure I can keep going worked out. And you made even made decisions where you could have walked away from that show or that, you know, residency in Vegas and went and did QR and instead you did the residency and that didn't work out mm-hmm. and you still had a chance to you know, be the lead singer at Quiet Riot, which now it is funny when I get texts from you, wherever you're at and whoever you're with. I mean, I laugh so hard when you send me those videos of Vanilla Ice performing on that boat, you know, and because I never know. We never know where we're going to be. Randomly, James and I will run into we'll be in the same town and we don't even know we're in right. the <laughs> same town. And we're like, I'm like two where blocks you? from you. Oh, my God. oh, let's hang out real quick. <laughs> So I really I dude, I really appreciate you. Tell people of where course. they can find you, like online. Tell them, you know, we're gonna do another podcast, you know, in a couple weeks with mm-hmm. you with some music. And but some weed too. Yes, we we need to smoke <laughs> some weed. We'll go smoke some weed after this. Okay. But what um what's what are you working on right now? Where can they find you and um, any shout-outs that you want?
1: I've to got get? a bunch of stuff going on right now. So first off you can find me at James com. That's J A M E S D U R B I N O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L dot C-O-M. Also, that's uh, uh, YouTube. My YouTube channel is uh, James Durbin Official. On Instagram at James Durbin Official. On Twitter is at Durbin Rock as well as Facebook.com slash Durbin Rock. I've been dropping videos on my IGTV. I just put out a two-song double-A side single release uh, through... um, golden robot records in australia, a big record label that's based in australia um and that group is called the new strange we just released a cover of benny mardonis's classic 1980 and 1989 hit it was a hit twice baby uh into the night um as well as our original song called tomorrow never comes and uh let's see What's uh, what's up with Quiet
0: Riot? Where, oh yeah, check out next? Quiet
1: Riot. We're we're going to be on tour like all summer long. Our next show is actually in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico.
0: Oh, fun! Um,
1: June fifteenth with Dawkins and Lita Ford. Wow, and, uh, she's if, still alive. Wow. Yeah, if, <laughs> That's you're, crazy. if you're not there, if you're not in San Juan or you're anywhere else, we've got a lot of dates, and you can get those. At, and where can uh, they find w- you at w- Quiet w- Riot. You can find those dates and deets at www dot quiet riot dot
0: band dot band
1: dot band okay and slash shows yeah and uh, if you do come be sure to tag us on Instagram at quiet riot band
0: so not every guest signs off this way but I want you to sign off with uh, a a trendy song something I don't know trendy song just do whatever you want like just basically sign us off James Durbin on cannabis karaoke. (laughs) Sign us
1: off. Cannabis karaoke. We don't have to sing
0: about us. Sing, sing a quiet riot song on the way out. <laughs> and I can't and... sing quiet. It's that's. Oh. You, you wanted to know about contracts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry all right, I'll sing, sing something. my own song. Yeah, and on the way um, out. Um, uh, all right. Watch me roll up on my own ways. When I get tied up from all my choices. When we fire it up. Every voice sang From where I've gone Well, it seems it's a long, long way But it's where I found myself Bandana days All right. Thank you. Thank you. You can get that song in my latest album, Homeland. (laughs) It's about tying up bandanas
0: and joints. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the book your interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke, grab the mic and tell your story.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show.